catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday, March 23rd. I'm Erica Klessy, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Despite several challenges, rec sports at the University of Florida hosted Music at the Lake last Saturday. The event celebrated Lake Wahlberg's 100th anniversary, and three other events will take place later this year to continue its celebration. I spoke to WUFT reporter A.J. Bayford to learn more about Lake Wahlberg's celebration, which has been in the works since 2018. Here's A.J. So over the weekend, last Saturday, March 19th, Lake Wahlberg held an event called Music at the Lake, which featured a live jazz band, a food truck, taco truck, and just opened its doors for and invited people to come out and celebrate its centennial because 2022 actually marks 100 years since the University of Florida purchased the lake's North Shore, and they have four events lined up throughout the year, and this event is just meant to kick them off for the actual centennial, which is set in September. But Basically, the story itself is supposed to spotlight how the lake itself overcame some recent obstacles, that being a tornado that hit it and destroyed about $300,000 worth of property in 2019. So they've been recovering ever since then, and they're mostly recovered, but they're still feeling a little bit of the rumblings just in um, a few structures that they need to repair. But also, obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 prevented them from adequately preparing for this. And they actually thought they might not be able to because they've been preparing to celebrate the centennial since 2018. And then those two big factors kind of threw a wrench in that. But the centennial committee that they have managed to scrounge together. And that's what happened over the weekend. So the story is basically just the historical context behind uh, how the lake was named, what led up to it being purchased by the University of Florida, and just the event itself and just kind of spotlighting some of the people that went and why it's an important factor in the community and why people treat it as such a important recreational center in their day-to-day life. So who is Amber Larkin? Can you tell me a bit about her? So she was telling me that she basically spearheaded the uh, Centennial Committee. She's told me that they actually thought that The Centennial was in 1918 because the university's chapter of the YMCA actually had ownership of the shore. But upon further research, they found out that it had actually been purchased by the university itself four years later. So they started prep in 2018. And then that tornado in 2019 nearly prevented this event from happening. But after COVID restrictions started to loosen, I believe things were still in the works by that point. And just for this year... They wanted to be able to offer, uh, you know, a yoga class, um, that food truck that is called Papa Pineapples, um, just to cater. Um, so people could kind of come and pay for food just to do the everyday activities that they enjoyed at the lake. But the event itself really allowed people to just do the stuff that they already been doing, like kayaking, paddle boarding, stuff that the North Shore already offers. But just with that added uh, celebratory flair, if you will. Can you tell me about the history behind the naming of Lake Wahlberg? Yeah, so I spoke with the executive director of the Matheson History Museum, that's Caitlin Hoffmoney, and she basically told me, while they're not exactly sure where the misnaming happened, they do know that it was named for this guy, Frederick Warburg, who basically immigrated to try and create Jewish agricultural settlements in Alachua County around 1821. But outside of that, there's not too much additional context, but somewhere along the way, that was misquoted, and it became Lake Wahlberg, and it's been that way ever since. So can you tell me about some of the events attendees that you spoke to? 
Yeah. So this gentleman I ran into, John Bishop, um, I caught him walking with his wife and his daughter. And so he was visiting from Apollo Beach, but I just wanted basically somebody from out of town's perspective. And he was like, he apparently his wife has suggested it and she mentioned that it was the centennial. He didn't know too much about it. But once he got there, he was really pleasantly surprised, especially because the dude loves jazz and the jazz band was killing it because he was having a great time. So overall, how did the event go? So there was definitely a lot of interest in the event itself. By 1020, the event actually started at 11 and it went until two, I believe. I was there a bit earlier and there were cars already lined up down the opening of the drive onto 441 and it stayed that way throughout. So there was people always trying to get in. But once they did get in, there was people of all ages, like there was families on the beach, there were toddlers making sandcastles, there were UF clubs barbecuing, there was people sailing, just people hanging out hammocking, and even people tanning. It was a beautiful day. It was definitely a bit windy, but that didn't really get in anyone's way. And other than that, well, if they weren't, you know, playing sports, volleyball, stuff like that, or just lounging around, or they were listening to the live jazz band. That was WUFT reporter A.J. Bafer discussing Lake Wahlberg's centennial celebration, Music at the Lake. For more on the event's festivities and others A.J. spoke to at the celebration, visit WUFT.org. Now let's take a look at today's top headlines. Ocala has hit the map as a hot housing market. According to WCJB News, sales rose in the Ocala market by nearly 3% in February, and the median sales price on houses saw a 39% increase. According to a 2007 report published by the Economic Analysis Program at the University of Florida, house prices rose by 82% as a result of retiring baby boomers. Realtor Larissa Ortiz describes that the Ocala housing market has a demand greater than what agents currently have on hand. Ortiz notes that some houses can vary between offers, some houses receiving as many as 16, which will make it increasingly difficult for many home buyers in the future. After hitting record-setting prices, the cost per gallon of gas in Florida has dropped by 18 cents per gallon within the last week. According to data from AAA, the global cost for crude oil peaked following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Main Street Daily News describes how the demand for gasoline dipped in response to Florida's high pump prices. AAA revealed that Florida ranked 20th in the nation, with 417 as its average price per gallon. Despite Russia's war with Ukraine occurring nearly 6,000 miles away from the United States, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, stresses how cyber warfare capabilities transcend physical distance. As the U.S. allies with Ukraine, CISA urges nationwide organizations to prioritize cyber awareness in its announcement, Shields Up. In Shields Up, CISA wrote that Russia's invasion could impact organizations both within and beyond the region. For more on this story and breaking news, visit WUFT.org and look for author Ashley Hearn. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox daily at 8 a.m. I'm Erica Klesi, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News. Happy Wednesday.